Praise the Lord, amen. It was crazy, man, because um, I was backstage right now, and I was talking to Jesus, and it's crazy because I wasn't talking with him. I was actually talking to him. I was talking at him. I was like telling him all this stuff. And it's crazy because he'll just let you just keep on talking. You know what I mean? He'll just let you keep on talking. And then he, all of a sudden he's like, I, I slowed down for a breath. He's like, aren't you supposed to be somewhere right now? I'm like, oh yeah, right. And so I was like, I came running out of here. That's why I kind of ran into the curtain. I was like, and I had to go back and say, I'm sorry, man. Pray again some more. It's crazy. So um, it's pretty amazing how, uh, how far I mean, uh, he'll let you get out there, you know what I mean? So uh, I want to follow Pastor Blake's um, leadership with a question that he began, um, uh, you know, uh, well, after the first song, and it was, this, it was this question he asked you guys to, to consider, remember just a few moments ago, and it was basically, God, what do you want me to hear? God, what do you want me to hear? This is an amazing question. You, you, this is a great question that we should be pursuing. I think we're going to pursue it for the next few weeks because just to kind of get it ingrained in some of us because I need to, I need, I need to challenge this question uh, all the time, constantly. God, what, what is it you want me to hear? You know, because I know what I want to hear and I know what I'm trying to hear and I know what I'm not hearing, all right? But, 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 but God, what about you? Now, what do you, what do you want me to hear? I just want us to kind of take this, this next few moments, man, and just kind of uh, pursue that. Kind of leave that question hanging there for you. Would you? And I think it's great because anytime you come and, and, you're, and, you're, and you're singing and you're worshiping and you're around God's people, and you just, I just think, you know, you're, you're definitely, you know, in a prime position to actually hear. But I, I, I want to challenge us to position ourselves to, to not need any of that but, but, but we, we, we must have fellowship. We must have worship and, cult, and, and um, um, collective worship and all that. But I want to challenge you today to, to an area where, where, you know what, you're ready to hear from God all the time. Uh, you know, when you're, whether around the church or, or you're not around the church, uh, or no matter where, what situation you're in, you know, how can we cultivate that, that type of hearing? How can we cultivate that type of, of listening space? All right, and you notice I'm saying cultivate and not create. We'll get to that in a minute. So let me challenge you. Here's a question I have for you. Do you ever feel like trying to spend time with God is just too hard? It's just too hard, man. You ever, you ever feel like, you know what, I don't know. I, you know, I hear about all this stuff, man. I'm trying to spend time with God and I just don't feel like I'm getting through. I just don't feel like I'm, like in my prayers, I just feel like they're, they're just hitting the ceiling and bouncing back. You ever feel like, you know what? I just don't feel like it's very productive. I'm sitting here and nothing's happening. I don't feel like I'm getting through and I definitely don't feel like he's getting through. Do you ever feel like, like there's all this talk? <laughs> there's all this talk, man. We've been talking about the inside person, about, about, about the inner person, the centered life. There's all this talk about living inside out. And do you ever feel like you're the only one in the room who's still trying to find the inside? You're like, I'm still looking for this inside person, man, and I just can't find her. I just can't find him. And then you look around here, man, you see these champions, right? I look in here, and I see these champions of the faith, man, just, just men and women who, who are just constantly just living, connected, and vibrantly in their walk with Jesus. And you look around, you're saying, how is she doing it? How is he doing this? 
How are you guys holding on like this? How are you hearing from him all the time? Like I've tried the whole quiet time thing, right? I've tried the devotional thing, right? I've tried the Bible reading time with God thing, right? I've tried to, you know, create this, this space, you know? And you know what? Monday, great. No problem, right? Monday, man, I'm knocking it out. I'm set up, got my coffee. Everything's just happening. Tuesday, it's still pretty good. Wednesday, man, I'm off on another mission, I'm like, what time was God? I totally, and I'm just gone because I'm just being drawn away to all these other things. How are these guys handling this? What, what, what am I missing? And I think we're just missing this, this idea of cultivation. That space needs to be cultivated inside before it can be created outside. We, we, we look around for, you know, we, we go online and we have, there's no shortage of, of spiritual gurus, man, and, and, and actually even some great leaders of the faith. But we get on there, man, we start looking and we start following a certain so-called public leader of the faith for guidance only to see that now that he or she has just fallen to sexual immorality. All of a sudden, man, now, now the, 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 even sexual crimes or misuse of, of funds in the church and, and, and using the people of the church for their own gain. And then all of a sudden you start seeing pride, right? Just kind of overtake and this domineering leadership that, that the, the scriptures even speak against, man. And they're falling left and right. And we're like, okay, well, wait, wait a second. If they can't do it, well, how in the world do I think I'm gonna do it? And you gotta, you gotta challenge this because you know what, wait a second, they're not falling because they're just knocking another problem. They're falling because they, they can't find their inside either. Or they've stopped, started to ignore the inside as well. Hey, all their natural talent was, was, was mistaken for the spiritual depth. And there just was no depth. It just got lost. Maybe there was at one time with that natural talent started to take center stage. They didn't take time to quiet the applause, to quiet the, the demand for more, to, to quiet you know, the, 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 the need, all right, and the dependence of their followers for the next word. They didn't take time to get alone with God and allow him to quiet their soul. I'm, 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 I'm preaching this because I'm paying attention because I don't want this to happen to me. And I'm recognizing that they didn't quiet their soul. They didn't allow God to restore them from that intoxicating dependency. I'm being front and center. But you see, in all of our lives, we're front and center somewhere. Every one of us are front and center somewhere. You don't need a stage to be front and center. You don't need a whole big crowd like this to be intoxicated by anybody's applause or, or a good job or attaboy. But every one of us need to be reminded of our dependency on Jesus and to put in check our own self-sufficiency, our own, I got this. To me, those are some of the most, the three most dangerous words, if not 
the most dangerous words on the planet. I got this. I ain't got this. Okay? I'll be the first. I ain't got this. But he's got me, and he's got this. And I need to keep that focus, amen? And we need to keep that, that focus. Because we ain't got this. We need to recognize and challenge ourselves with a question often. And there's another question for you. How far are you from falling? How uncentered have you on a personal, just, just don't, don't nudge anybody. Don't think of somebody who's not here. Nothing. This is you right now. Remember the question, God, what do you want me to hear? How uncentered have you allowed your life to become? I hear it all the time. All right, men, men and women, people who give their life to Jesus, all right, and begin to call themselves this Jesus followers without actually following Jesus. It's, 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 very, it's very contagious to just get into the club, to get on the scene without actually following our great God and King. Oh, that totally mad. That, that, that rhymed. Get on the scene without following our great God and King. Anyway, that was stupid. I lost thinking I was somebody I wasn't for a minute. Sorry. <laughs> I could do this. Waka, waka. No, anyways. So what were we talking about? Yes. I hear it all the time, man. They, 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 they people, they're neglecting to actually follow God on purpose. On purpose. Say on purpose. On purpose, all right? It requires purpose. It requires intention, all right? They're neglecting to follow him with, on purpose, with purpose. And then when some real-life craziness comes across or some real-life temptation comes across, they start tripping, all right, and falling into it. And you watch him right there crumble right in front of you. So what do you do, man? Cultivate this space, this listening space. God, what do you want me to hear? Man, I don't know, I mean, you're like, I tried that, man. I try, I'll try it again. You know what? You don't try this. You got to get that into our head, all right? You know, I tried the quiet time. I tried the, I tried to cultivate this living. It's, you know what? I'll try it again. No, don't try it. Determine to do it. You understand? All right, time spent with God, time spent with God, listening to God is not something that we try to do. It's something that we determine to do by allowing God to quiet us down on the inside so that we can be still on the outside. You see, this kind of space needs to be cultivated inside before it can be created outside. We just can't choose to create a quiet space to have, I mean, it's important to choose that. It's important to get there, but it's not where we begin. We can't choose to create this quiet space, to create, create this quiet time uh, of time of reading and listening and devotional uh, moments. We can't choose to do that on the outside if our inside is not cooperating. We must discipline ourselves to quiet the inside 
of our life and to allow God to lead there. So three things I want to challenge you to. All right? You ask, what does that take? Well, I'm glad you asked. Number one, you cannot be afraid of silence. You can't be afraid of silence. Number two, you, you have to get alone with God. You have to, 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 to shut everything down and get alone with God. And number three, you have to let God lead. And stop trying to lead God through these times. Number one, you cannot be afraid of silence. All right? Noise addiction is a real thing, man. Hi, my name is Ernie. I'm addicted to noise. All right? Yes, that's, that's the thing. I am. I'm very addicted to noise. What is that? You know what I mean? I hear a siren. I'm thinking, okay, either here comes my ride or I can go find out what's happening, right? So, you know, so, and so, you know what I mean? Either way, all right, it's, it's important. And I'm tripping out on, sound, on noise. I, mean, I want to know what's happening. But God tells me, I mean, you got to quiet some, 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 some you got to quiet this down a little bit, bro. You can't be, a, but it is a real thing, man. And I've recognized it. Check this out. There were some studies done at the University of Virginia and Harvard, all right, in, the, in this realm of people being addicted to noise and afraid of actual silence. It's crazy because they, they, they did some studies. They brought some people into, into a room. One by one, they had this room. They didn't have no features in it at all. Just totally just empty room, nothing in there. And they wanted you to go in there for anywhere from six to 15 minutes and just be quiet and tell us about it. People were freaking out. All right, I was like, wait a second, can I have some music? No, quiet. Or can I have my phone? No, quiet. What can I have? They gave them a button. Check this out. They said, you can take this button with you. All right, and this button actually is, is, is connected to this thing that they have were strapped to, and this button would just give them an electrical shock. All right, if they started to freak out and with, on the silence, you'd be surprised. Almost two-thirds of the people were shocking themselves because they couldn't handle the silence. One dude shocked himself over 190 times because he couldn't handle it. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was in there and he just could not handle the silence. It's crazy how addicted to noise we are. I'm asking you, you know, how afraid so many of us are of silence. Why do so many people have a hard time with silence and solitude? I believe that this is just, you know what? There's a lot of people, a lot of us, we just don't want to be alone with our own thoughts. We don't have to think about things that we're trying not to think about. And some of us, man, you know, silence and, and quietness just feels un unproductive. We're very much about doing things and getting her done, all right? And you know what? It's just silence, man, it just feels like it's really, really unproductive and there's nothing happening there. And many of us, man, you know what? We, we realize we're part of creating a very loud and busy world. And when it's not loud and when it's not busy, we just, we feel, we feel, we feel uncentered. And many of us feel that if we're left alone with the reality of our, our pain, we realize how much we just might be pretending in life. But silence is important, man. It's important when spending time with God, silence is essential. Why do you think it's essential? Think about that. 
I believe that when I come spend time with God and I quiet, I have to quiet myself down, I believe I'm, I'm actually revealing that I expect someone else to do the talking. So when you go before God and you, and you quiet it all down, maybe you're actually proving to God that you expect him to, to speak. It's just, I think that's important. I think it also is important because God's not trying to yell at you, man. He's not trying to yell at you, man. You hear, you've heard it before and you know, be still and know that I am God. And, and, and then, you know, God wasn't, you know, with Elijah, he wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in this big old fire. He wasn't in all this whirlwind. He was this still, small voice. Just waited for you, everything to quiet down so you can know it's him speaking. See, God's not trying to yell, man. And, and we need to, I think, prove to ourselves that we actually are waiting to talk to him. But I also believe that number three, silence gives us space to think, to process, and to prepare for action. Because there's some, there's some, there's some stuff that needs to take place right there as we're listening for God to speak. That's why I believe it has to be a, a discipline. Let's try it. Hard. That's lame. You want to know why that was hard? You want to know why that was lame? Because there was no purpose to doing it right there. I just said, let's try being quiet, which is just stupid. Trying it, that's lame. But what if we did it on purpose? Remember our word, on purpose? Our two words? What if we did it on purpose? What if we approached silence before God on purpose. What if we approached God with a prepared heart, a ready heart to listen for him to speak? An open Bible, we're going to be getting more into this next week, an open Bible allowing him to speak. Let's try that. All right? Father, we give you the praise. Lord God, we're yours. We're all yours. And Lord, we're just asking you to speak. Let's try that.
a little different. Maybe a lot different. When you ask God to speak and you begin with an expectancy like we started at the beginning, God, what do you want me to hear? And it's not so lame. I, I, again, noise addiction, when I sit with the Lord like that, I just want more and more and more and more. What about you? I cannot be afraid of silence. We have to get alone with God. In Psalms 23, the one that we just flashed up there, just briefly, he begins with, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He begins with this, you lead, Lord. I'm gonna be here just with you. I want to be alone with just you because you're the only thing I want right now. I want nothing else because I have you. How, what does it take to have that kind of satisfaction in Jesus? I don't, I don't want anything because I already have everything. In you. I don't want anything because I already have everything in you. It starts right here. It starts with this intention, all right, of, 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 a, of a heart set, a mindset, and a prepared soul before the great I am. Says you're all I need. And me being alone with you is no problem. Now, this is not, there are people that are lonely who might have a problem with this because we believe that the reason we're lonely is because nobody wants to be around us. So why would God want to be around us? Well, you can't project that on him, man. God loves you. And he doesn't want you to be alone. And he wants to remind you that you are not alone. We cannot be afraid of silence. And we got to get along with God. We got to, we have to create that space, not create after the cultivated space is taking place. Then we have to create that space. We have to get alone. We have to get alone. Remember what I said, space needs to be cultivated inside before it can be created outside as it's being cultivated in that silence with God. All right. And, and, and then getting alone with God. All right. Then, then we recognize that the outside space is starting to take place. And it's right there that you need to begin to let God lead. Look at what he says. And this, 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 this 
psalm has been, Pastor Blake was talking about this last week. He was saying so many times you hear these songs, this psalm, you know, is, is spoken out at, at funerals and, and just times, you know, where, you know, there's like significant loss, you know what I mean? And, and, there, and, and it's a great psalm to be reading during those times, but this is a psalm of leadership. This is a psalm of recentering. This is a psalm of, re, of, of recentering and living and you know, reorganizing the inside to be lived outside. Look at what happens when you let God lead. He, he starts speaking to us in a way that we you know what? We need to be spoken to and leading us in a way that we need to be led. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He says, look, at, I, I want you to get alone with me. He leads me by still waters. I want you to quiet this down. Right? He's way ahead of me, and he knows exactly what I need and when I need it. And look at number three. Here's the big one. This is crazy because a lot of times we just kind of gloss over this, these, these next four words right here. All right, We just kind of gloss over this like, oh, yeah, that's very churchy. That's very Christian-y. That's very God thing to say. No, 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 no. Look what he says. He says, he restores my soul. All right, he, he makes me calm down. He makes me quiet down. Why? Because there's some restoration that needs to be taking place, all right? He's watching my life and he's recognizing that, you know what? This is gonna wear out. This is getting more and more wore out, all right? You're, you're, you're running, you're burning the candle at both ends. You know what? You're not sleeping, you're not eating. Things are getting crazy in your life. He says, look at you need to calm down and allow me, God himself, to restore the inside so that the craziness outside does not crush you and crumble you. He restores my soul and then he leads me away from there. Because I, I like to speak on this idea of restoration because when you hear the word restoration, it's a purposeful word. It's a, it's a needed word, all right? It is a very active word. Restoration speaks of something that is either worn out or being getting broken or is already broke. Something that has been worn out has just been going on and on and on and just needs to be restored, all right? When we, we use it, when we want to restore furniture, we want to store an old car, stuff like that. I, my motorcycle, all right? You guys know I like to ride motorcycles and stuff like that. I have an old 1980 shovel head. It's not that old. It wasn't old when I got it, but it's getting older and older now because 1980 is like 41 years ago, right? All right, I have this old 1980 shovel head and, and I've been riding it and riding it and riding it. Next thing you know, man, I'm realizing this is losing power. It still starts. It still runs, all right, but it's losing power. It's using a lot of oil. I'm wondering what the heck is going on here. I'm not getting as much good gas mileage, all right? I'm not getting as much mileage out of it as I used to be, all right? And it's kind of sounding not as great. So I thought, you know what? I need to take this off the road, all right, and start opening it up. Right? So I did. Let me show you a picture real quickly. I opened it up, all right? And, and inside, I started recognizing there's all this carbon buildup. And that's after I actually cleaned it. On top, you can see the pistons getting ready to come out the top of those things. Those are cylinders, all right? And I just cleared. There was all kinds of carbon built up on the top of those. I pulled the heads off. They go on top of that. All kinds of carbon was built up. And what is carbon? Carbon is when you get too much of a mixture of gas and oil. And it just starts to create this, 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 this carbon buildup, this hard, chunky 
stuff. It's just, you know, your oil is seeping through your valve guides and, you know, man, maybe your piston, uh, you know, some of you guys, you, some of you guys are with me, right? Anyways, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, I love talking about fun stuff like this. All right, anyways, it's just starting to build up and build up and you're losing power because you're losing that explosion space, that compression space, all right? And you're firing, not, you, 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 you know, anyways, I'm, this is not an auto shock class, motorcycle class. Anyways, it was bad, right? It wasn't running that great. And it needed to come apart, right? And I just started to take just, I was just gonna take the pieces off the top and, you know, just, I'm just gonna speak just common language. I was gonna take a few pieces off and try to clean them up and just put them back together with a couple of new pieces. And sometimes we go for the quick fix. All right, sometimes we think we just need that out of this world worship service just to get me going, all right? Or sometimes we think we just need one Bible study, one conversation with a Christian. I just need to recharge that battery when we need new batteries. My brother comes along, he looks at it, he says, dude, this is not good what you're trying to do. You're just trying to put a Band-Aid on a big problem. This thing needs to be taken apart completely and fully restored from the inside out. And God looks at us and he says, look at man, I know what you need. And it's more than you think. Let me restore you. Check out this next picture. Opened it up. Yeah, see, we all, everyone goes, ooh. See, this is what I'm talking about, man. You know, this ceramic coating on the inside, that orange stuff, just so the oil flows better. New main shaft, all right? You know, uh, new, 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 uh, I mean, it's just new inside and out. It was just, we put new pistons on, we put new heads on, all right? You know, bored out the cylinders. Everything was really great. Put a new cam in, all kinds of fun stuff, right? From the inside out. And, and, and then now, check it out, boom. Zero mile motor, all right, a 1980 motor that has zero miles, basically. Zero miles. And I think that God wants to take us back to zero miles again. I think sometimes we just, kind of, we just run this thing to over and over, and we're not, you know, we're, not, we're just adding oil, we're just adding oil, we're just putting on band, you know what I mean? And when say, this thing's wearing out, man. And we got a lot of miles. And God says, I'm probably the only, I'm not probably, I'm definitely the only one that can bring you back to zero miles if you would just let me restore your soul from the inside out. But we cannot be afraid of silence. We cannot be afraid of, of taking you know, the motorcycle off the road for a while and getting alone with God. And we must allow God to lead. Let me ask you, what are signs right now in your life of engine wear, of internal wear? Are you having a, are you having a hard time pursuing healthy living, better eating, maybe even exercise? You feel like a pipe dream? Are you comforted by, by, by retail therapy? Are you an Amazon addict? Hi, my name is Ernie. I'm an Amazon addict, and I'm addicted to noise. All right, so <laughs> they call that retail therapy because you're not finding any satisfaction anywhere, and so you just boom. Let me ask you this. Do you find it hard? Do you struggle to be present with people in conversations sometimes? Because you're just like, 
Are you leaving it up to someone else to tell you what God desires for your life? These are all signs of internal engine wear. And God, he says, let me make you lie down by some green pastures. And they don't have to be actual green pastures. Maybe you're watching from somewhere in the desert right now. Let me make you lie down out near this rock and sand. Works for you guys sometimes, I guess. You know what I mean? I was there for a little bit. I was looking at the camera. Some of you guys, if you're over there from the desert, I wasn't actually talking to you guys. I was talking to the camera because people are watching. Anyways, never mind. Just pretend it worked. He says, let me lead you beside these still waters. Let me restore your soul because I am going to lead you in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. We bring you back to zero miles because inside readiness prepares us and equips us for the outside craziness. He says, even though, check out number four, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. Boom, he is standing up now, all right? He is standing up and saying, you know what? I ain't scared of nothing because I'm with you. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Things that, 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 you know, the things that would normally out there would just wear us out and crush us are no match for the spirit of the living God who lives in us and, is, and, is, and, is, and, is, and that space is being cultivated on a daily basis and is now living out from us. Emery Kincaid says this, because in our private moments with God, we grow stronger, we grow deeper in our faith, and when things get crazy, we're not shaken. Why? As if we don't have no root, as if we don't have anything to hold on to, as if we're not grounded in anything, and we are grounded in him. Look what he says. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. I'm not even afraid of my enemies. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. But in order to get to that place, let me just remind you that space needs to be cultivated inside before it can be created outside. I came across this yesterday and I was reading Oswald Chambers, My Utmost for His Highest. And he was sharing this story about Jesus as a young boy where he was in the temple and they came to find him and his response was, well, where'd you think I would be? Did you not know I would be in my father's house? Did you not know I'd be about my father's business? And he challenges us with, with, with the young boy Jesus his already mindset, his heart set, his soul set. And he gives us a couple of questions and I'll throw them right at you. Do I look at my life as being in my father's house? My whole life, not just my morning time, not just these quiet times I'm trying to create, but do I look at my life as being, you know, in my father's house? Am I cultivating that life? Is the son of God living in his father's house within me? Is Jesus in his father's house that is within me? 
The scriptures tell us over and over that we're the temple of the living God, that we're spiritual stones made up into this spiritual house where we offer sacrifices for, you know, of, 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 of praise and worship for our almighty God. You know, he says, am I continually in touch with the reality of God or do I pray only when things have gone wrong, when there is some disturbance in my life? He says, I must learn. I'll put this up there. Maybe you want to take a picture of it. I might go to yesterday's devotional. It was on there. I must learn to identify myself closely with my Lord in ways of holy fellowship and oneness that, that some of us have not yet even begun to learn. I must be about my father's business and I must learn to live every moment of my life. I must learn to live every moment of my life. I must learn to live what? Every moment of my life in my father's house. That's Oswald Chambers' quote right there from yesterday's utmost for his highest. If you want to look it up, it's pretty dang good. This requires discipline. It requires an ordering of my life. It doesn't require you to try this out. It requires you to do this. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to wake up tomorrow on purpose with purpose. I want you to wake up tomorrow on purpose with purpose. As you wake, remember the question today? So, you know, God, what do you want me to hear today? I want you to wake up tomorrow on purpose with purpose. He's like, why do I have to wait for it it tomorrow? You don't have to wait till tomorrow. You start thinking about these things today, but tomorrow I want you to begin your day, your Monday. All right? Like this, wake up on purpose with purpose as you you make your coffee. Remind yourself of the last thing that God said to you, of the thing that he wanted you to hear. And if you're still working that out, remind you of the things, remind yourself of the things you heard today. The scripture that was read, maybe have, maybe take a look at Psalms again, 23, and, and allow God to speak to that. You want to allow the last conversation to prepare you for the next one. I mean, that's how we treat people we really care about, Right? We remember the last conversation. I mean, how great of a relationship would you have with somebody who just doesn't remember anything you said last time? You talked to him, didn't care, didn't care to remember. Wait, what, wait, you said that yesterday? Uh, yeah. Wake up on purpose with purpose. And number two, get quiet on purpose. Get quiet on purpose. Don't turn your music on. Definitely don't turn the news on. It freaks. I trip out on people who, first thing they've turned on is the news. I'm like, you're just setting yourself up for disaster. Right? Center yourself in Christ so you know how to handle the news. Coffee. It's biblical at least around here, (laughs) right? Get quiet on purpose. And know that this is gonna meet some resistance because quietness meets resistance. Give yourself some room and some time to catch up with your expectations. Create some little buffer around you. Allow that to happen. Get quiet on purpose. 
and then get alone on purpose. Now we're, now we're really creating space. Come to your physical, uninterrupted place to where you can hear from God. And then let God lead on purpose. We're going to talk more about this over the next three weeks as we talk about the Word of God leading us and being led from this place in the Word of God. And then we're going to talk about our response in prayer. And then in three weeks, I want to talk to you guys something very, very important that I'm not quite sure that many of you practice or maybe practice the way God would have us, and that is Sabbath rest, taking actual Sabbath rest. We'll talk about that in three weeks from now. Wake up on purpose with purpose. Get quiet on purpose. Get alone on purpose. Like I said before, me and my wife, we have this, we, we understand she's gonna be alone with God and I want her to be and she wants me to be alone with God and we just do that. And we let, let God lead. We can't be afraid of silence. We can't be afraid of being alone with God. And you have to let God lead on purpose. So, what did God want you to hear today? Remember? What did he want you to hear today? 